Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia. What is that? Is that? It's the sound of a mummy. Unless you're thinking about the 3D printed voice box of a mummy, which is my favorite thing on the planet. When they play the sound of a 3D printed mummy's voice box and it just goes, oh. If you are a loyal listener to this podcast on our Bobby's World episode, I think, from earlier this year, you already heard the clip of that mummy's voice, but I'm going to play it again right now. Scientists were able to mimic Nessie Amun's voice by recreating his mouth and vocal cords with a 3D printer. It allowed them to produce a single sound. It slays me every single time. And sometimes I just not even talking about it sometimes i just think about it and it makes me laugh also relate it you love the um what was this news story where they like opened a sarcophagus and there's like a red liquid in yeah, it Yeah, and people made a change.org petition so that they could drink the red forbidden liquid from the sarcophagus i'll try to find that and put it in the, the link Please in this episode in. description yeah we, um, we laugh about that a lot and sometimes i mix them up but those are two different weird mummy stories maybe that means that i like mummies more than i thought kate have you ever seen the 1932 film, The Mummy. I have not. I did a lot of thinking about mummies as a child. Like, just like, What in would general? it be like to be mummified? What if I were ever confronted by a mummy? And then in college, I got really into bog bodies. So not technically a mummy, but how, a natural you, can, mummy. How into bog bodies um, were I you? took an anthropology course. It was really cool. Like I went to the National Museum of Ireland in Dublin, and I didn't realize that the bog bodies were there. And I walked into a room, and it was full of bog bodies. And I was so pumped up. I was like overwhelmed by the presence of these bog bodies. And I spent like hours hanging out looking at these bog bodies and then missed much of the National Museum of Ireland. So we got to go back. Are bog bodies intentional or are they accidental? That's a really great question. Do you really want to know the answer? Yeah, I really do. Um, So it's possible that the bodies that we find in bogs were like ritually prepared and put into the bog as part of like some kind of funeral rite. And some of them, some of them do look kind of like well put together, like they're kind of in like a little fetal position and they have cute little hats on. But then some of them are looking a little rough and like clearly just died and fell into a bog. So it's a mix. Because I was, my next question was, are bog bodies Irish mummies basically? Um, I think... Some bog bodies are intentional mummies, right? And some are not. I know it was a gross oversimplification that yes. question, but I'm aware because you, you can know. be mummified right. by like geological processes or mm-hmm. weather processes. Mm-hmm. Man, I know a lot more about mummies than I thought. Yeah, I thought I was ignorant about mummies, but yeah, I did a lot of thinking about mummies. I guess as a kid and adolescent and young adult, and maybe now. Kate, the notes for this 1932 Universal film begin. With King Tutankhamun. Of course they do. King Tutankhamun died in 1323 BC. Early robberies of the tomb, which of course was full of all sorts of good booty, caused Egyptian authorities to reinforce the entrance with a lot of limestone. Then, while building tombs for later rulers of Egypt, construction debris from these new sites was placed over Tutankhamun's tomb. So basically, it became really hard to both find and get in to King Tut's tomb. They hid the booty. And over time, yeah, they hit it really well, a little too well. Over time, it became totally lost. That is until 1922. A British expedition finally found and opened the tomb for the first time ever since those robberies back in the day. And then Uh, they committed their own robbery. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, And this led to worldwide Egypt mania. People were really pumped about it the way you were pumped about the bog bodies. 
So imagine how you felt, but like everybody across the globe kind of felt this way about Egypt for a little while in the 1920s. The leader of the excavation, George Herbert, he died from an infected mosquito bite a few months after the excavation. And then another person who visited the site caught a fever while he was there and died. Yeah, it's called karma, And George Herbert's half-brother also died in 1923, but like, he didn't, it wasn't related to being there or anything. He just contracted blood poisoning after voluntarily having his teeth removed, which was supposed to help restore his eyesight. (laughs) The 1920s are a really wild time. They're like, you can't see? Oh, let's take out your teeth. I don't even think, I can't, I couldn't (laughs) find any evidence that he was even there. (laughs) I need to laugh about the teeth. I can't see. I give him a, take a couple molars. We'll see what happens. Not, no, that's, no. Hey, that's what they did. What year is it? That was 1923. Okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> so I don't think he was even at the tomb. I could find no evidence that he was there. But because he was the yeah, half, he was blind. He was the half brother of the guy who led the expedition, and he died like a year within the year of it happening. Also, one of the excavators had a canary, and one day they came home and found out that a cobra had eaten the canary. So those stories that I just told you made people think there was a curse and that the ancient Egyptian spirits were killing people for excavating the tomb. Hell yeah. There were some fictional concepts, emphasis on fictional, of Egyptian curses in English literature in the late 1800s, but none of them were based on actual anything from actual Egypt or ancient Egypt. Like, they were just completely fabricated by English authors in the late 1800s. So that was kind of on people's minds in the 1920s, plus these, like, very small number of things that are very explainable. Like, yeah, you got bit by a mosquito. And like, yeah, you got an infection. And yeah, you had your canary in Egypt near the tomb and a a cobra that lives there ate your canary. So this led to this popular idea, this myth that there was a curse from them excavating. I mean, there should have been because they were committing a lot of robbery. I'm going to need your help with the next name, Kate. Carl... Lemley? 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 I think it's Lemley. We're going to go with Lemley. Carl Lemley Jr. was the son of the founder of Universal Pictures, the movie studio that is the star of this month for us on the podcast. Did he also die? Eventually, but unrelated. At different times throughout the studio's history, Lemley Jr. was a producer. He was the head of production for Universal at one time, uh, but he produced Dracula and he produced Frankenstein personally. He was a a credited producer on those two movies. And of course, those were the first two Universal monster movies. He wanted to keep making uh, monster movies at Universal. So he decided to take inspiration from that Egypt fever from the 1920s. And it's only the early 30s right now. It was very recently passed. Yeah. And I feel like fads had a longer life back then pre-internet you know oh 100 and like he was thinking oh there's like the spookiness of the rumored curse and there was that big egypt fever so like we could turn this into a monster movie now in the 30s but unlike frankenstein and dracula there was no novel to adapt so he commissioned a story treatment be written by nina wilcox putnam and richard share their treatment was then adapted into a screenplay by john l balderston and this movie which became titled the mummy was directed by carl frund who was previously the cinematographer on dracula um but now he's the director of the mummy and Get it, it carl it stars boris karlov his second universal monster performance after being frankenstein one year earlier I mean, I guess they gave him like some like a lot of non-speaking roles. Like it's an odd because like does the mummy speak? I think we're going to be surprised. Does he go? I don't. 
I try. So I haven't seen The Mummy either. I guess I should have said that, you know, unlike usually when it's like uh, Rugrats and I've seen it and you haven't. Uh, And it's been very tricky to do the notes because I want to get all the background information, but I don't want to completely spoil the movie for myself. But I believe we are going to be surprised by how little traditional mummy imagery we're going to see. I think he's only doing that very briefly. And I think he spends a lot of the movie looking more like a normal dude. And I think that he talks, but we're going to find out. I think... This is shocking to me. The Mummy was released in theaters December 22nd, 1932. Just in time for Christmas. It like, d- go check it out with your fam jam on Christmas. What a what a delight. It did well. It didn't do as much money as Dracula or Frankenstein, but enough to keep the Universal Monsters train moving. Um, it didn't have any direct sequels, but they did make more movies about mummies. They made a movie called The Mummy's Hand in 1940, The Mummy's Tomb in 1942, The Mummy's Ghost in 1944, and The Mummy's Curse in 1945, among a few other mummy movies. None of those are directly connected to this the way that some of the Dracula and Frankenstein sequels are to their first movies. Um, But then, of course, the more modern, you know, remake, reimagining of this is the movie from 1999, The Mummy. Have you seen that? I feel like it was on TNT nonstop (laughs) from like 2001 to 2009. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I, I haven't seen it all the way through either. I feel like we were at like a bar not that long ago and it was on like all of them were on <laughs> yep. in a marathon and I yeah. kept like poking my head up yeah. to see. There's like, like, oh, it's more another scene from The Mummy. Yeah, it's just permanently on. Yeah. On TNT. Right. And, and you would catch it like flipping between the channels. Right. And that and was a Brennan Fraser is in it before he, w- well, he was cool and then he was not cool and now he's cool again. Yeah, that was during his peak cool phase is it the mummy. oh the mummy is that's why he was cool i feel like almost good for brendan that was like his action star turn i feel like he's self-actualized now i think so i would I like so. i would like to watch those movies at some point i think they'd be appropriate in fact it's making me question how the hell i'm going to title this episode because we might do an episode on that in the future so do i put what if you call it brendan frazier's the mummy brendan if you're listening you want to come watch with us we'd be happy to have you on our couch in this living room that we are currently sitting in so we you, even have a third microphone for you, you, Brendan. So I've daydreamed about this as if our podcast was actually popular and this would happen. If you were going to have somebody like Brendan Fraser on, do you think it'd be appropriate and good to have him watch a movie he's in? Or would it be better to have him come and bring some unrelated thing that he likes? Oh, I think I would want to watch something that he would like. Right. Would you ever? Because you're so critical oh, yeah, of no. the media. That's, I mean, that's our whole sh- gimmick. Yeah, it's I not mean. a gimmick. You're really quite mean about the media. Yeah. And people get mad sometimes and are like, she doesn't understand my childhood man. Memories. Those Which, YouTube comments only make me stronger. It's the point. But um, neck beards, I, I love it. I, I know all of our true it. fans know that that's the point. But um, I bathe in those comments. Like I don't think. Like what if you watch the Mummy with Brendan Fraser and you're like, this sucks. Wouldn't you feel a little bad? Yeah, you would be over there on the couch, like. Oh, okay. And it would um, it would impact. Would you watch George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser? Yeah, because he was hot as hell. I think. And then I'm going to stop this so we can actually watch this movie. I think if we, if Brendan Fraser, if you're listening or if somebody out there knows him, obviously in our uh, small but dedicated fan base. Mom, do you know Brendan Fraser? Um, and have you been keeping that from us all this time, all these years? I think Brendan Fraser should come on and we should watch the George of the Jungle cartoon that the movie's based on with him. Let's watch The Mummy, Boris Karloff, 1932, not Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser does not play The Mummy. It's like he's not comparable to Boris Karloff. I don't think there's an action star. You know, I don't know enough to... Let's just, let's just watch let's The just Mummy. Let's just watch it. Your expedition has not been a success. <laughs> Scarcely. Here are the season's finds. Permit me to present you with the most sensational find since that of Tutankhamun. This is very sporting of you. May I ask Why? We Egyptians are not permitted to dig up our ancient dead. 
Only foreign museums. Well, what's this? Part of the funerary equipment of the Princess Anxanarman, daughter of Amenophis the Magnificent. Yes, it's her name. I found that not 100 yards from where we are. You mean you think her tomb is there? I will show you where to dig. Do you remember in Frankenstein, the opening credit said, and the monster played by question mark? Yeah. I think Boris Karloff renegotiated his contract here. I would hope so. It, like, the Boris, first words on screen. Boris is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here. It was immediately, Boris Karloff is the mummy. All right. So there's a lot of Egyptian imagery. And also Swan Lake is playing. Yeah, the classic Egyptian. Oh, okay. Uh, piece so of music. Boris Karloff is playing Imhotep. Yes, the famous, the, the, the true Egyptian architect, right? That's a real person. Yeah, there you got the pharaoh. You got someone called the Saxon warrior. Oh, and I believe oh, we're and someone called the Nubian, which I'm sure will be treated with dignity and uh, respect. Can't wait. What's a Nubian? This is the scroll of Thoth. Thoth. Herein are set down the magic words by which Isis raised Osiris from the dead. O Amun-Ra, O God of gods, death is but the doorway to new life. We live today. We shall live again in many forms. Shall we return, O mighty one? I thought for sure you were not going to get through that before it disappeared, but I forgot old movies like this, they leave the text on for a long time. All right, here we go. We're at a field expedition in what we can only assume is an ancient Egyptian area. Oh, so this is set, <laughs> this is set during the 1921, yes. 1922 excavation. Interesting. So they have found a sarcophagus. There's a mummy inside who looks oddly like Boris Karloff and... The viscera have not been removed from this mummy as they would have been ritualistically by Recognize a priest. Van Helsing and that guy yep. from Frankenstein yep, again. Yep, sure do. They teamed up again. <laughs> Boris Karlov looks great. Would you know that it's Frankenstein, do you think, um, if, if you somehow didn't know how to read? Oh, maybe. Imhotep was a little bit naughty. He was executed for treason and the fancy hieroglyphics that are supposed to protect him have been chipped off. Man, all this ISIS talk just hits different in 2023. It's so funny to watch these movie archaeologists doing archaeology because they're like, oh, an ancient chest with rotting wood that could fall apart at the touch. Let's fucking break it open. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Um, Do you think an, a true 1920s archaeologist movie or not would have done the same? Um, Potentially. Well, there's like, there's a boring archaeologist here who's like, there's more to learn from pottery bits than golden doubloons. And then there's these like fortune hunting guys yeah. too. I mean, they would have at least cataloged it. He's opening it with like a little cheese knife from a charcuterie board. <laughs> So they've opened up the rotting wood chest and they found like a little small box and the box is like, don't open this man. It like, literally says death to anyone who opens this. And then yep. the one guy's like, well, we let's see what's in there. I'm not very superstitious in real life. I don't really believe in much mysticism or, or anything. I don't think I would open this. Yeah, I just think it's not a great idea. One, because I'm sure it's just going to get stolen and put in a British museum. Well, and it probably stinks. And two, because like, just in case the curse is real. He looks better here. Who? Renfield. I don't think that's Renfield. I just looked the it other up. Man. He's not in this movie. I thought so too. Well, maybe that's why he looks better. Looks way better. He skipped this one. He's in like the mummy's foot or whatever the sequels are. Okay, so the chest has the spell to raise people from the dead. Yeah, it's giving me like uh, Evil Dead vibes. Yeah. You read the Necronomicon. 
Don't read it. All right, Moms for Liberty. Do not read this. Is that one book ban you would support the Necronomicon? Yeah, should it be in uh, public school libraries? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe we should give kids and parents the right to decide for themselves. He just cannot resist this box. Notice how it's been completely quiet, like no sound effects, no music. Nothing, nothing, no music. It's, it's weird that these movies, I feel like, yeah. with the exception of Frankenstein, I feel like so far, Dracula hasn't really had that much music. Mm-hmm. There's like no music here. This had that Swan Lake at the beginning. Yeah, but yeah and this right could now. have like a cool score right now. Yeah. But it's like this guy who's we thought was Renfeld, but's not, is opening the thing against advice. No one's here. Hot Renfield. So, He's here. So quiet. You didn't think the actual Renfield was hot? No. He was icky. Huh. Um, yeah, it's really quiet, which I guess would be cool in a theater in yeah, 1932 I, or whatever. I can imagine like you're eating your popcorn and you can hear people's like shoe leather creaking, you know, and everybody's like- leaning towards the screen like, wow. I have no evidence of this, this but shocking. I feel like popcorn kernels were harder back then. I think they might have been. People were harder back then. Yeah, like I thought the volume, like our headphones got unplugged. But no, it was just quiet in that scene. Emotep. He's just sleeping. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't look too Frankenstein-esque. No, not really. Because he's like bald. It just kind of looks like, you know, when, when you wake up in the morning and you feel like you have like really winter dry skin. You, you know? had a little too much salty pizza the night before. You're like, oh. You're all dried out. All right, so his eyes are open. Here he goes. Here he goes. He's moving. The guy is whispering the spell. He's translated. He's a little uh, dusty. In the background, we got our dusty boy waking up very slowly and groggily. I mean, he's been asleep for millennia. It is his fifth alarm. He's got a nice ring, though. Beautiful. (laughs) That was the audio equivalent of a spit take. This man's scream when he he noticed. "Ah!" It's a weird scream. And now he's just going, whoa. Is he laughing? Yeah, he's just, he's lost his mind. He's He's been driven mad. Been driven mad. Wow, they're really blowing their mics out. I would know. We are great at blowing our mics out. I'm so good at it. I'm so good at it. This is actually kind of cool that his reaction first was horror, but he's just completely lost it. He's cracking up. He's left one powdery handprint. (laughs) Ah, imperialism. Yay. Oh, it's been 10 years. Wow. Wow, no, they let that mummy no. walk away? Yeah, 10 years. You're right. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's now 1932. We had a major time jump. How do you think they'll show us that the mummy has aged? He was already looking pretty old. Got him a wig. This is our new hunky archaeologist. Oh, here's another guy dressed the exact same way as him. This won't be confusing at all. This guy has a mustache. Now Boris Karloff is here. He looks better. He's talking. Boris Karloff's here. He's talking. He's walking. He's wearing a fez. I thought he had a really low swoop neck shirt and that was his skin. And I was going to say, if I were a mummy trying to hide as a person, I would not show so much of my leathery skin, but it's just a patterned light colored shirt underneath. It'd actually be very helpful to have a resurrected mummy with you at the excavation. It it really would. He can explain everything. They seem to be exploiting his labor. Why is he helping them? There must be something he wants. Boris Karloff's eyeliner in this is absolutely next level. It is like coal, K-O-H-L, black, and it appears to be like kind of inexpertly applied. It appears that Boris Karloff has applied like some kind of like wet tissue paper to his face. Oh, look, slaves. Whoa. Ah, so, all right, so they're using enslaved people to- I was going to say, Kate, slaves, geez, what kind of people first language is that? They're using enslaved people to excavate this area 
that yeah look at these two white men at the top of the hill smoking cigars watching like 15 guys dig this hole out all right so boris karlov told them exactly where to dig i am very worried that we have seen all we will see of him as a actual mummy and now he's like gonna just look like a mostly normal tissue man. man yeah a man i'm very concerned that seems like the kind of switcheroo the, these kind of movies would do to us and the famous imagery is famous because it is literally but an image in this movie and not anymore. Ooh, what kind of abrupt ending do you think it's going to have? They have uncovered Princess Princess Anaxenamun. They wrote it phonetically. Anaxenamun. 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 So they have uncovered her. Yeah. And she's here. Sounds and like Boris might have been. He's looking to snag. I hope. She's not going to wake up and be like, oh, ew, this guy. Yeah. How many times did I tell him no? Resurrected me from my millennia of sleep. And he's like, oh, in the modern era, you can't even pursue and keep asking. Um, I wouldn't have been married if you couldn't ask someone out on a date 30 times after being told no. So, Ah. whoa. (laughs) So there's Boris Karloff hanging out in the Cairo Museum. I guess it's good that it stayed in Cairo. Ah. Whoa, whoa. What, What are we doing? What? We just whipped the camera from the museum. Boris Karlov was looking at the painted, uh, what do you call it? Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus, like the part that kind of looks like the person. And she had real Betty Davis uh, eyes. And then the camera whipped to a woman who kind of looked like that, who's hanging out with Van Helsing. Is she supposed to be, what? Kate, are we too dumb in 2023 to understand this movie? No, this was a very abrupt situation. Who is she? It's unclear. She has, she's something to do with Van Helsing. But he's not Van Helsing in this movie. The the One of the Egyptologists. Oh, okay, so Helen Grover, her father, is the governor of Sudan. The English governor, the imperialist Great. governor. Thank God there's a really long expositionary uh, dialogue of two gossipy men nearby explaining it to us. I mean, is it, a co- it must be a coincidence that she very strongly resembles the mummy that is in the sarcophagus i love that the mummy speaks fluent english also he's had 10 years i think to figure it out he studied what kind of accent does this character have that boris karlov is playing i do not mean to detain you what what is that it's like part transatlantic and part dr evil all right so the british archaeologist was just like it's a dirty trick that cairo is able to keep everything we found as the british museum i should be taking this back to britain those cairo people we paid uh, a nickel they dug it up but we we found it Uh oh oh whoa all right looks like we got some occult going on (laughs) so here's uh the mummy imhotep hanging out he's got like a little oil lamp burning it's uh he's got a scroll he's got a scroll He's, he's, he's kneeling in some sort of prayer outside the sarcophagus of who we assume is his lover but we keep cutting back to the woman who looks just like her. And is she in Cairo right now? Yes. Okay. Because we saw her. looking the pyramids. They were, they were up in a, to have a party looking over the pyramids. Got it. Oh no. Have you ever seen a more 1930s looking woman than this actress? Absolutely not. It's amazing. Boris Karloff's occult ritual is attracting waif girl with huge eyes. She seems to be under some kind of spell. She's wearing a fur wrap. I do need to give her credit. I've only been really trying to credit the monsters in these movies, but I think we should credit her. She seems to be the the co-lead of this movie. Wow. Zita Johan. She's known for her role in Carl Frun's film, The Mummy, starring Boris Karloff. (laughs) I mean, she's a theater actress. She is Austrian-American. She's married three times. Good for her. She died in 1993. 
Wow. At age 89. All right. So Susan or Helen or whatever her name is did some kind of like zombie walk to the museum and then fainted. Yeah. But these men conveniently got her. So I'm sure the movie will answer these questions, but it seems that Boris Karlov's mummy just came to life because of that spell. But I wonder why he needs like a host body of a modern person for whatever. Well, his viscera weren't removed. Oh, he needs needs her viscera. uh, You know, like somebody who Jeff Bezos was texting like, I love (laughs) your viscera. I need, I love you, a live girl. Her name in his contacts was Viscera Carrier. Uh oh. Oh no. The docent at the museum who tried just to enforce order has been killed. Is it uh, Ben Stiller? By Boris Karloff. A lot of servants and slave people in this movie. It's like very uncomfortable. Unfortunately, I think this actress's career was cut short because her eyes weren't huge enough in 1932. You think? They're like half her face. So there's definitely a theme in these movies that like you're ready, you, you, you pay to go see a monster and you spend so much time in a drawing room with one of the female characters <laughs> laying on some sort of couch, some sort yeah. of fainting chair. Like if you just looked at this moment of this unnamed man talking to this woman, it, it could have been be, from any of the yep. three movies so far, Frankenstein, right? Dracula, the mummy. Right. I think Dracula's uh, Chicky was blonde and so was Frankenstein's. Oh, fair. So they've deviated here, but she has to be the vessel for an ancient Egyptian queen. So <laughs> now Susan or Helen or whatever her name is, Big who eyes. looks like the mummified princess, the archaeologist who unearthed the mummy of the princess is like, well, your head looks a lot like her. Wacky. After going on and on about how attracted he was to, to the, the mummy. painted sarcophagus, he didn't see her mummy. He didn't yeah, open no, it. Yeah, no, he unwrapped it. Oh, he did. Yeah. And he liked what he, he saw like, when he unwrapped it? Yeah, I liked it? what I saw. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Wow. This is the painted sarcophagus that listeners earlier in this episode, you heard us go, whoa, when they showed it to us the first time. <laughs> I had some big eyes. Who's that? Oh, that's the docent. Okay, so Boris Karloff doesn't look so out of place in his fez as I thought. Because yes. here are several Cairo police officers, detectives, with fezes and swords. Don't you think I've had enough excitement for one evening without the additional thrill of a strange man making love to me? Did the term making love have a different meaning in 1932? Let's Google it. Did it just mean... Like, making out? Yeah. Oh, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're kissing. Oh, yeah. Now there's two old men watching these two kids. <laughs> these pervs. I am so uninterested in the premise of this film. Oh, Do me too. I have no, I, I have I no clue care. what's going on. I'm she just... has been on this couch in that position, laying, reclining for 20 minutes. And it's not a long film. And I thought, I don't know if that was the same guy she was talking to earlier that was just kissing her. Okay, so it's a different meaning, so it means to make amorous approaches. Okay, so when she said, those you think I've had enough excitement for one evening because a mummy possessed me, I don't need a man making love to me. She meant a man making advances at her, Mm -hmm. a man saying uh, sweet nothings to her. Okay, just, just, just making sure that's what that meant. The mummy's here. Boris Karloff has arrived at the residence. And he used his creepy eyes to... Whoa. ...subjugate... He used his eye magic to subdue. When you say his eye magic, guard. he just stared at the guy and like but whispered then some his, weird his thing. His eyes got very bright. Yeah, like it was a lighting. Choice. Remember Dracula's eyes? It wasn't quite <laughs> as severe as that. But when they that must have like blinded uh, Bella Lugosi. Boris Karloff is giving me uh, what's his name vibes here. Who? It's like if Phil Dunphy was sick. So he has entered. Helen or Susan or whatever the hell her name is, is fainting area. You've given me the look that she is giving him right now. She does not seem pleased that he's no. here. She woke up and looked at him and was like, Ugh. 
Boris Karloff is so lanky. He really he is. He looks like an awkward teenager who's had a growth spurt, like his, his ectomorphic body type. Oh no, her mother was Egyptian. I cannot tell the difference between all the old men in this movie. It's a great dress that Helen slash Susan has got on. Is it back in? Could you wear that oh, to absolutely, an event? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like a fall wedding or something? I mean, a very extra fall wedding. I've seen a lot of commercials lately for that Google lens. Do you think you could hold up your phone to this and it would tell you how to get that dress? Are you bored? I'm so bored. I'm really bored. Can we watch this on 1.5 speed? Sorry, Kate. It's against the podcast rules. We can endlessly complain about it. That's not disrespectful, but I think speeding up the movie is pretty disrespectful. I feel like 1.5 speed on this would be regular speed any other film, (laughs) right? Like... I kind of like that Van Helsing is in all these movies. And he's always playing a doctor. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like, why didn't they just make him Van Helsing the whole time? They're really doing like a very intense staring contest in front of all of these men. These two. Oh, uh, Imhotep and. And Susan Helen. And uh, her last name was Johan. Boris Karloff killed that guard. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, I thought he was just sure. sleeping. I thought he just like conked him and he was laid out. He was dead. Axanaman. Axanaman. So they think this man stole the mummy yes. 10 years ago. They don't realize he is the mummy. He is the mummy. I'm glad Boris Karlov gets to talk a lot in this movie. I think that was probably important to him. Mm-hmm. However, comma, I would really like to see a mummy. He spends a lot of this movie in a fez. Oh, yeah. Not that dusty. No bandages. We still have not seen him really in oh, bandages. Oh, oh his, his eyes are like mummy up. eyes. They did the eyes. That was good. He's got mummy eyes. This might be a stretch. One look at you and I do some stuff. I can't wait till we cut our album of all of our fully produced versions of your parody songs. It's a daddy meltdown. There's definitely more. He's really just doing a lot of like kneeling and pray. <laughs> what is that? Is he watching the television? He's watching a television. Oh no, he's he's like scrying in a scrying pool. Yeah, but it he's, is just they, they've invented television. Yeah, so he's he's like using this ancient pool. Did you notice his cat sitting next to the pool to scry? Yeah, about it. Yeah, he's staring into a pool, and basically when we see what he sees, it's a television screen. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Watching the uh, the professors hide his scroll somewhere. Yep. No, he's, he... he's burning it. He's burning oh. it in the fireplace. Oh. But now, uh-oh. Boris okay. is Boris is using Zoom to give, to give <laughs> to the give doctor a heart, a heart attack. Zoom has a lot of features. I don't yep. think this he's, is one of them. Oh, no, he's doing the black blood of the Kalima. Okay. It's so, not good. So the professor is about to burn the scroll. Yep. Boris Karloff is somewhere else looking in a yep. pool watching, and he is just right before he could light the match, giving him a heart attack. Yep. Wow. This is also kind of like the force in Star Wars a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's force choking him. Cool. Oh, my God. Again, his little kitty cat. You don't seem to have uh I didn't much. see the little kitty. You didn't notice the cat? Here, wait. <gasps> They're not using it much. It, it would be right to the left right now. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, okay. Because he's under the spell, Tyler. Boris Karloff has uh, ensorcelled. Yeah, he has. Ensorcelled the servant to save the scroll. And fake burn some papers to trick the Van Helsing guy. All right, cool. So now they're like, all right, he destroyed the scroll knowing that it would cost him his life. You know how like sometimes we'll watch something with maybe my parents and like my mom will ask a lot of questions and I'm like, just watch it. I feel like I'm doing that here. Like, I really feel like I'm behind the eight ball on this. And I'm constantly like, okay, wait, what just happened? Hara. Oh, his father's dead? They didn't. Yeah, they, he died, Tyler. He said he would never return to Cairo. No, Tyler, that was him. He died. He's not the one who he's laughed. The to death. He's, not, he's, no, not he, he's the man who died. No, he just died. He just died. Oh, the heart attack. 
Yes. So was that the guy from the yeah. first scene? He said he would never return to the the, the tomb. tomb. Car- yeah. All right. So now he's saving all of these evil scraps the from the fake burnt that are, scroll. He doesn't realize they're fake. Look, there she is walking her dog. He's not cooperating. Look, he doesn't want to walk. Look. Yeah, he's not a he's not a good boy. Absolutely wow. enormous door knocker. Just gratuitous. She struggled to knock on that. He does speak pretty slow. I mean, he was supposed to have been dead for thousands of years. I get it. Your dog is frightened. We got the mummy calling up some juice from his pool. He's gotten uh, Susan Helen to come hang out at his house. And now he's like, all right, we're going to Netflix and chill. Except that the Netflix is his scrying pool and that it's footage of their time in ancient Egypt together. I'm just so confused. So it's them. It's very clearly them. It is them. them, yeah. I mean, him makes sense. We know he's mummified here. With these guys, everyone's in like party city Egypt costumes. It's like whatever was left over from filming like whatever Egyptian movie that they would then put in storage until the Ten Commandments, (laughs) you know? But yeah, she is playing the princess or whatever Mm -hmm. her title would be. But I just don't get it because he's a mummy. She is just a person who was born in this era. She is channeling her spirit. I think. But, you know, just always has been. If yeah. he hadn't been awoken. Yeah, she just is her reincarnated, so I feel confused. like. So confused. So if your viscera is, is removed, you get to enter the reincarnation station. Yeah, I don't station. know. Tyler, what? I don't get it. Why is he, why didn't he reincarnate? Why does he have to be brought because back to life by punished. A, the Necronomicon? He was punished, Tyler. By leave, they left his viscera in yeah, as a punishment? Yeah, and they took away his little uh, inscription that would allow him to go to the afterlife, Tyler. Have but, you not been paying but attention if you to this go, whole movie? If you go to the afterlife, so if this was her and she went to the afterlife, yeah. why is she now living in a 1930s woman? Unclear. This is dumb. Tyler, I don't think we need to apply logic here. Is this how you feel on every other episode yes, of absolutely. this podcast? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Trying to apply logic and sense. This was designed to sell popcorn and 15 cent tickets. It was supposed to be something you'd see after a newsreel with some bad news to calm yeah. you down and yeah. distract you. Yeah. What bad news was going on in 1932? Oh. Sh- you used your soup money to buy this movie ticket. Hope you enjoy. I was also thinking of the rise of fascism across the globe. Also the rise of fascism. Did you get your popcorn yet? There's a lot of exposition going Emotep on Emotep right is now. explaining the entire premise that we were just questioning. Okay. He's doing an evil ritual. This so is all in the So he's trying past. to bring Princess Anaxunamun back, and that was his evil ritual. That was really good. That was like that uh, viral clip of that weatherman and pronouncing that really long uh, place. We'll, we'll put in a Wales. clip in. Today we had a big contrast in temperature across the UK, just 12 degrees over coastal parts of eastern England with cloudy skies, but in the sunshine in northwest Wales at RAF Mona, just up the road from the temperature got to 21 Celsius at 70 in Fahrenheit. So now he's been excommunicated. So he did a ritual, that's why she's yeah. alive now. Got it. All right, great. Why but did it, I it question He couldn't finish so it. He couldn't finish the ritual. Yeah, but it, obviously... And look, it, now he's being mummified sort of alive. Whoa. That's pretty gnarly. Boris Karloff's getting to give good face here. Yeah, he, as he gets wrapped. Why is he not even, like, fighting back? Because he knows he is... He There's is no chance. ...made transgressions, and also maybe they drugged him. But Boris Karloff, if nothing else, knows how to give amazing face. Until they finally linen wrap his face. 
he's still given good face under the linen. It's true. So this is the first time we've finally seen a mummy in linen in this yes. whole damn film. And they plonked him into the sarcophagus. Wow. Still alive. All right. He was in love with her. He did a spooky spell to, to do something about her life and resurrection, whatever. Uh, and then they mummified him alive as punishment. I apologize for asking so many questions minutes ago. I should have just shut up and watched the movie. They have desecrated it so he cannot enter the afterlife. Okay, so they're like chipping away parts of his uh, sarcophagus. They took off his tiara. Did everyone just have like a sarcophagus already made of them, ready to go, just in case? It's kind of like, like that um, that footage that they have for like CNN. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, like how they have like Mitch McConnell's obituary ready to go. That was a pretty graphic spear throwing into yeah. a person. It went right through the guy and you saw blood and the it spear really sticking did. out. I think we're still pre-Haze Code, actually. What an incel. Imhotep, last time she literally died to get away from you. Mm -hmm. She's not interested. She's just not that into you. Yeah, see, so her spirit's just been wandering for millennia. Got it. It's like sort of because of his uh, spell that didn't work or whatever. Got interrupted. The doggy died. He was killed by that white cat. All right, so now Helen slash Susan is laying down under a doctor's care, and the doctor is going to go divulge confidential medical information to three men who met her yesterday. This is kind of awesome. <laughs> She's like, please keep me in this bed. And then like the spirit of her whatever Egyptian ancestor takes over and is like, I got to get out of here. Let me out. Don't listen to me when I said don't let me out. Helen, we had to wrestle you to the ground like Steve Irwin last time. Lay, just lay down. Accept it. Shh, shh. I feel like Helen has spent so much time horizontal in this film. They were saying, all right, the next time that you feel the call of the mummy, you must go to him so that we can then find the mummy. Like, uh, yeah, use you as bait. Because she is conflicted between like feeling like, quote unquote, herself, this 1930s woman, former flapper or whatever, and feeling like this ancient Egyptian princess who really wants to go see Imhotep. You know what? I appreciate her as a complex woman. Like, at least Dracula and Frankenstein have Dracula and Frankenstein in them. Ugh, oh, so the kitty. Slow. I love oh, that yeah, kitty. This little cat. The cat's pretty funny. Uh-oh. He's about to open up Zoom again and cast another spell. Here we go. He's at the scrying pool. Uh-oh. He's really clicking the hand up a lot. Oh, wait, he's pulling... Why is he pulling this man now? Is it on purpose? Yeah, he's he wants to kill him because oh. he just put that amulet on Helen's door. Ah. Uh. Wow, it must be really fun to act like you're being possessed by yep. Imhotep, right? For these yep. actors. And the, the director is like, bigger, bigger choices. Like, oh, oh, no. He went to grab for it. There's They've only used... one shot of the close-up of Boris Karloff with his eyes glowing, and it's a, it's a still frame. And they've used it like five times now. It's really bizarre. There it is again. Yeah. He used his magic eye spell, and now Helen... Is leaving. Because they removed the protective amulet from her yep. door. How protective could it have been if he was able to possess another person to grab it? Well, no, he, the guy who died had it on and he left it on Helen's door to protect her. So had he just oh, been selfish? Oh, he no. took it off. Look out. Here she is. Okay, he's got her back. He's got her dressed up like uh, the princess. She's got her wig on and her weird copper headpiece. Is this supposed to be romantic? I can't tell. I've loved you for 3,000 years. Again, even though Helen is now possessed by the spirit of this Egyptian princess, she's still reclining on a couch. Hubba hubba, is that her skin we're seeing? Yeah. Whoa. This is this is very scandalous costuming right wow. here. Wow. He's burning the mummified body of Aksunamun 
Wow, it really lit up. It I really mean, it would did. Be pretty dry by now, I guess. Yeah. And you know these old movie sets loved a good uncontrolled fire. <laughs> Absolutely. Really played fast and loose with the pyrotechnics, I feel like. <laughs> right? This actress gets to do a lot of confused looking around. Yep. Oh. Do you want to embalm her alive like him? Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, baby. Dang. Never follow a resurrected mummy to a second location. No. Man, she is out here trying to set boundaries, trying to be a modern woman. She just wants to contain multitudes. This man is trying to limit her, and I cannot abide this. Limit her by mummifying her alive. It's all a metaphor, Tyler. Who's this guy stirring the big soup? Is that the servant? He's not a servant. I think he might be enslaved. When will this movie be over, though? It's a real bummer. Truly. What? What? He used his evil magic ring, Tyler. All right, all right. Van Helsing's got the protective amulet. Did he have a clause in his contract? He's like, I gotta help at the end. Oh, no, he's back. Frank's back. Oh, Frank didn't die? He's back. He just fell he's, over. He's a male, a man, a lover. Yeah, he's virile. Died. He's other, young. Other men have passed. He's young. In this film. How did he figure all this out? He just been reading. All right, so he used his magic ring to get her to stop asking questions and surrender. And now he's doing a very slow ritual, which will give hopefully some time. You'd think he would for those speed other two this guys to, to get here. Yeah, he should have done this on one point five speed. His ritual. Look at that cute little belt he's got. Those are great chunky sandals. And then they could just be like two living mummies together for all eternity. Yeah. If I was a mummy, would you want to hang out with me? Like a living mummy, just like Boris Karloff, just like kind of wrinkly. I think I'd but consider regular. it. If I knew for a fact that this magic thing would work, I, I would think about it. Hmm. We could podcast for millennia. Good God. It's literally like we're watching him slowly lower his dagger towards her heart. And they're like, try the other door. And they just keep cutting back to it. So in a twist of fate, she has been saved by Isis. Whoa. Oh, no. Is this ring a beetle? Yeah, it's like a scarab. A scarab. He's pointing his ring at the two guys who ran in and they're like, oh, no, the ring. Oh, uh oh. Oh, the Isis statue is coming to life. This is wow. real Shakespearean. This is awesome. Whoa. Oh, no. Okay, so. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> She's shooting lightning. This statue. What? Is he going to turn back into a mummy again? Yes. It's happening. Wow. Here we go. Oh, my God. He's, he looks old. He's a mummy. He's, his skull is out. He's cracking and crumbling. He's crumbling to the ground. Are you kidding me? Did we only get to see him as the mummy for the first, like, two minutes of the movie? He doesn't even revert back and, like, walk around and go, bleh. Well, there it is. No. No. <laughs> No! Oh, these freaking endings. All right, so... It's a universal picture. The, the, mummy, the mummy was killed by Isis, the by statue, statue of Isis, she shooting her arm. fire. And then two minutes later, they were like, all right, everybody, we're good. Wow. She shot him with like a bolt and then he froze and then like dissolved into a skeleton. Uh-huh. And then they showed us the skeleton for less than a second until it faded to black and then the stupid... The end screen came up. That's what happened. Anxanaman, my love has lasted longer than the temples of our gods. No man ever suffered as I did for you, but the rest you may not know. Not until you are about to pass through the great night of terror and triumph. Until you are ready to face moments of horror for an eternity of love. Until I send back your spirit that has wandered through so many forms and so many ages. But before then, Bust must again send forth death. Death to that boy for whom love is creeping into your heart. Love that would keep you from myself. Love that might bring sickness and even death to you. 
awake. Have I been asleep? I had strange dreams. Dreams of ancient Egypt, I think. There was someone like you in them. I mean, I'm glad it's over. That was an hour and 13 minutes, but it felt much longer. I did not like it. This um, was this was just... Is this, it wasn't even silly. Is this three of three? Yeah, this is, this is at the bottom. Bottom tier, maybe yeah. four of three. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that, that really... That really that was a real stinker. He is a mummy, like in any way that is spooky for less than four minutes. Yeah, it's at the beginning when he like kind of scoots away, and then that guy gets so scared he laughs a lot. That was it. That was it. God, wow. Because it like I, it wasn't. I know the other movies didn't scare us in a traditional sense, but I think that could be attributed to the age of the films and yeah, absolutely. This could not have been truly frightening to people unless think- they really believed in like these fake Egyptian curses i think this was more like a curiosity piece like oh let's see what egypt's like yeah i didn't like it that one that one bummed me out i've been enjoying these but that uh, and again you get the trademark uh universal monsters ending that like is one and a half minutes after the climax of the film like sort of in the middle sometimes of the climax of the film just like what what i guess that's it that's that was disappointing it's a universal picture yeah. Wow, watch the first four minutes, but if you're going to watch any. It will end um, Imhotep's eyes when they do that weird freeze frame <laughs> of his eyes glowing, but it's not as glowy as Dracula's no. were. All right, all right. Wrap it up. We'll, we'll do another one next week. We're out of here. Better. I don't know. I'm worried about the law of diminishing returns now. The mummy. Is it dead or alive? Human or inhuman? You'll know. You'll see. You'll Feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips. <coughs> There's nothing on earth like the mummy. You will not remember what I show you now, and yet I shall awaken memories of love and crime and death. Now I know his horrible plan. He is going to kill her and make her a living mummy like himself. 